Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's talk about the tight ends because obviously we know that the tight ends are what's going to make this team go. Yeah. The way that the Ravens have drafted and we know what they did in 2019 with the tight end situation. And so with that is the uh, emergence, I should say, of Isaiah Likely. Mm -hmm. And um, you've heard a lot of things about him. You've people have raved about him. You and I have seen him. Um, and, you know, the sky is literally just the limit. Or, or what is it that Michael Jordan says? The ceiling is the roof or something. The roof is the ceiling. Something that he, <laughs> he said something to that recall. He said something that the only ceiling makes is the roof or something Jordan. like that. Yeah. So the ceiling is the roof for uh, Isaiah likely. Yeah. So, um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on how you view Isaiah Likely in being an intricate part of this offense. Well, I've been a big Isaiah Likely uh, fan really from day one, ever since they drafted him. Uh, I mean, I, once I got to look at his highlights from Coastal Carolina, I immediately saw a guy that I thought was going to turn out to be a beast in this Ravens offense. Uh, You mentioned it, how much they love the tight ends, but you watch his film. He looks like a receiver out there. Um, So he's definitely going to be a guy that I think gets a lot of mismatches uh, in coverage, which if you're the Ravens, you love it. Mark Andrews already presents that mismatch in the middle of the field. But when you add Isaiah likely into that mix, um, and you got both of these guys going down the, the middle portion of the football field, it's dangerous. 
it's dangerous. And I think it's going to set up for a lot of guys in this offense to get one-on-one opportunities. Guys like Bateman are going to get one-on-one opportunities. Uh, I think Prochet is going to be left on islands in the short and intermediate game. I think Isaiah Likely is going to get a lot of one-on-one chances as well because the, the, the book's out on Mark Andrews. Nobody, Everybody knows where the Ravens want to go with the ball in the past game. Now, can they stop it? That's another story. <laughs> That's yet to be seen. But they do know where the ball is going. So I would imagine that they're going to have Mark Andrews swarming with defenders this year. Uh, we'll see if that slows them down any bit. But adding two defenders to Mark Andrews is only going to open it up for Isaiah Likely, who's going to be running right behind him. And we saw what he did in the Cardinals preseason game, eight catches, 100 yards, a touchdown. That's in the first half. Yes. You know, I mean, the dude was just such a beast. And at, at times I'm looking like, is that Mark Andrews out there running around? <laughs> like, what is he doing in the game right now? But it was Isaiah Likely. And, you know, and a lot of people were wondering, like, why is he still in the game? Tell yelling, That was I, me. You know, like, get, get you, him you out. Can, you can talk to me directly. Yeah. I said <laughs> well, it. You, Rita, you damn right you, I you, did. You were one of the people I was. yelling at the Ravens to get him out the game. And I'm not even saying you're wrong. But, you know, you look at it and it's like, okay, while he is a beast and we know he's a beast, he's still a rookie. And it's one thing to make plays in practice and it's another to make game, make plays in the game. And you want to see that. And as good as Isaiah likely has been to us, it's for these coaches, they want to be, and for him, for Isaiah likely himself, I think he needs to be able to see that he can put on the type of performance we saw Sunday night in a game. And I think talking to Harps, he felt the same way. Good players tend to play well when they get opportunities, you know. Usually the guys that you know, don't do as much in preseasons because they don't get a shot, don't get a chance. So to see, it, to see the balls come his way and him to make the plays, that's, yeah, that's what you want to see as a coach. I honestly believe that Isaiah Likely's emergence is going to be the thing that, that is almost going to kind of, when we look back on it, it's going to kind of be like the thing that the Ravens may have needed. Honestly, you look at this team, the Ravens have kind of fizzled out once they get to the playoffs. They have the dominant running game throughout the season, and they have the passing game to get them by. But when they get to the postseason and Every the running time. game isn't there, the passing game isn't what they needed to be. And I think Isaiah likely could be that missing link in the chain that we didn't even know that the Ravens needed. I completely agree. Um, in 2019, you had, you, you had the situation, obviously, um, with the two tight ends. And it was beneficial. Um, but I think Isaiah likely is an upgrade mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so I think he's a little bit more athletic. Um, I think that, you know, he got a, he, he's a faster runner. He doesn't have the blocking aspect right. of it. I don't care about that, though, because he's not there to block anyway. Mm-hmm. If you want a blocker, you got Nick Boyle. He'll be there to do it for you. You know, <laughs> you got other guys that will do the, right. the dirty work. He is there to get the passes. And um and and who I'm referring to is Hayden Hurst. I apologize yeah. uh from when he was drafted. And and I this is no disrespect to Hayden Hurst because he was a big part of what that offense is. Mm-hmm. Was, excuse me. But Hayden Hurst, I think Isaiah Likely is an upgrade in terms of, of his athleticism um from Hayden Hurst. Although Hayden Hurst could block um, okay, so fine, you know, uh, and, and he had his role there as well. I, I, again, I'm not interested in, in that part. It, can he chip? 
Hey, look, just chip for me. Yeah. If he can do that, I ain't really asking him to hold nobody up for three seconds. I'm asking him to just kind of, hey, man, get somebody for a second and then right. release yourself and, and get open in between coverages. If you can do the little things like that in addition to what he's already done that we've seen, mm-hmm. that would be fantastic. And I love the fact that you got people that are saying, well, he's only doing this against second and third stringers. But... You and I have seen him do this yeah. against guys that are going to be starters on defense come mm-hmm. week one. Isaiah Likely is a problem. Yeah. And John Harbaugh thinks that he can fly under the radar. There is no radar to fly under. I promise you, Harbs. Teams are already knowing well, yeah, about who this guy is. The cat is out you, the you, back. You get eight catches in a, in a buck and a touchdown and in the first half. And I don't think he had half. that many snaps to begin with. No, I mean, it, it was really... That drive was the Isaiah Likely drive. Yep. I mean, he dominated that entire drive. Yep. It was it was it was great to see. And you're right, we've seen it all throughout camp. I was not surprised to see him do what he did. It was more so I was I was high, I was happy. I was excited to finally see him unleashed because in practice they're not hitting. So the one thing that we did get to see differently from Isaiah Likely in that game was his yak ability. Yep. Him breaking the tackles. The touchdown was so good to me because he finds the soft spot in the zone. Number one, it was so Mark Andrews-esque because you know where the ball's going. Like I said, he'd been getting the ball the entire drive. So you already knew it was going to 80. But he finds the soft spot in the zone. He makes the catch. He throws the defender off of him. And then he drags like two guys with him into the end zone. But all that that entire drive, you saw Isaiah likely breaking tackles. You saw him getting the yards after catch. You saw him making the tough catches in traffic. That's the type of stuff that translates no matter who you're playing against. I don't care if you're playing against a scout team. Yep. If you're if you're doing that kind of stuff on a regular basis, that's going to work. And you touched on Hayden Hurst. Like, I don't know. I, I, to be honest with you, I think that the Ravens have kind of been chasing the ghost of Hayden Hurst well, since he left. Well, you know, until they finally and listen, got like I I was a person that felt very strong about trading Hayden Hurst to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I understood that he wanted an opportunity to be the guy because right. Mark Andrews had did that while he was out on that foot injury. I'm completely understanding of his position. I'm sorry. You don't get to run things around here. I, look, I get everybody likes to say the Ravens are a world-class organization because, you know, they listen to us and all that other stuff. I'm not listening to you, Hayden Hurst. Sit your ass down <laughs> and do your job here until your contract run up. And that's what it would have been for mm-hmm. me, okay? You to call me, everything but a child of God, it would have been fine. But guess what? You are a part of this offense, and this is what you would have done. So I agree with you in that regard. They let Hayden Hurst go, and I told everybody, now, when that happened, because everybody was saying, well, Mark Andrews is the guy. You do you you don't know what Hurst does and the mis- mm-hmm. mitch ma- uh, excuse me, mismatches that he causes mm-hmm. and allows Andrews to get open. That's the right. part that y'all didn't get. And then when he was gone, then you saw the, what was missing. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports editor, 
Insider anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All of a sudden, the Ravens needed a move tied in again. Well, you had one. Well, you had one. You had and you, one. Tra- and you traded them away because they asked you to. Well, I'm not doing it because you asked me to, okay? The Ravens, the Ravens do that a lot, it seems like, trading guys away simply because they yeah, asked to yeah. be traded. I don't I, – I mean, I'm – I'm um, hey, it, you know, if you can get a good return in back, which the Marquise Brown like, situation, I'm not even mad at because right, of the return that they right, got, right? right? But the Hayden Hurst went, hey, sir, sit down and go ahead and look at that playbook. And that's what I would have said. They'll get to see a lot of Hayden Hurst now. He's out in He's Cincinnati, Cincinnati, so yeah. that you know that's twice a year now you'll yep. get to go up against Hayden Hurst and him in that offense. We saw what C.J. Uzoma did with the Bengals, who's now with the Jets. Yep, uh, I think Hayden Hurst could be better for them than what C.J. Uzoma d- uh, was. But that said, I do think I. Isaiah Likely is definitely the, like I said, he's the missing piece that I think that they needed. And he's why I'm so confident in this, in this uh, passing attack going into this year. I'm trying to temper expectations because is I don't it hard be to that do guy. That? Is it hard though? Yeah, it is. Because, because you I see the potential. On, right. And I see him on a regular basis yep. and it's like, okay, like while he is doing what I see him do every day, it's like, I got to still take into account it's preseason. Yes. They're not hitting in practice. So I understand that. And I think once we get into the games, I'm what I'm mostly intrigued to see is how, how his target share in these games. I'm not talking about week one. I'm talking about, you know, after we get a couple games under our belt, let's see about five games in what his target share is at that time. Because I would be really surprised if he's not at least the third most targeted guy on this offense, like if you if we're talking, I'm big into fantasy football. If we're talking fantasy football aspect, there's not a lot of tight ends out there that you can depend on in fantasy. And I'm not saying put all your eggs into the Isaiah Likely basket because <laughs> obviously Mark Andrews is still in Baltimore, and as long as 89 is on the field, he's the guy. Yep. I'm not saying draft and make a backup tight end your number one guy, but I'm just saying. In a deep in in these deep leagues, these twelve and sixteen man fantasy leagues, where you got the flex option right there, and they and if these leagues allow, which I would hope because I cannot stand fantasy leagues that don't allow the tight end to be a part of your flex, if they <laughs> allow the uh, your flex to be a tight end, Isaiah likely would be a guy that I'm genuinely looking at. Honestly, maybe not to start the season, right? But I'm telling you, as we get to the midpoint and these guys get more into a flow, I really would not be surprised if Isaiah likely is the guy that we're talking about. Is kind of like the 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 steal in fantasies that under the radar guy that is so cheap and a guy that you could stash on your team that you want to have in emergency situations. So if you are listening and you play fantasy, look, I don't know how many rounds do, does fantasy you normally. It depends. I don't on, play. It, it, uh, I don't. I'm too I don't petty know for the fantasy football. Head, uh, but you you know you know most fantasy leagues you get the one quarterback, you get the two running backs, you get the uh, the the two receivers. 
Um, you get the flex, the defense, and the kicker. That's eight. And then you get maybe like four or five bench spots. So that's like 12? Like, like 12, 13 rounds, something All right, like that. So maybe like in the later rounds, yeah. 11, 12 A bench rounds. guy, uh, definitely if you're get looking to Isaiah get a bench guy. Isaiah Likely because you yeah. might need him down the stretch. Just being and, honest. And he might, I'm not going to say he's going to win you a championship. I'm not saying that because Mark Andrews is still the guy mm-hmm. for the Baltimore Ravens. However, if need be, I think Isaiah Likely can stand up for the challenge. And you get into those red zone packages Absolutely. where they're putting the big bodies on the field. Number and everybody's going to go to 89. Gonna, yep. They're so, going to 89. Yeah. 80 is going to be there. Yep. That's why I, I said I expect Rashad Bateman to get 8 to 10 touchdowns. I think a lot of his are going to be red zone guys like – I think that the Ravens, you look at that 2019 year, the Ravens were one of the, if not the best offense in football in the red zone. Right. They got in the red zone and you couldn't stop them. Number one, because any effective offense in the red zone has to be able to run the ball. Yep. Obviously, that's the Ravens bread and butter. But it was the play action, the ability to do the play. You think of that Rams game uh, where they completely blew the doors off the Rams out in L.A. The Ravens were living in the, in the red zone, and just so many touchdowns from Lamar came in the red zone. Easy, wide open Hollywood Easy. Brown. Wide open Hayden Hurst. Wide open Mark Andrews. Like, that's just what you saw. And I think that we're going to be able to see a lot of that this year. I completely agree. All right, that leads us to end this week's, well, this Tuesday's this edition. Tuesday. You know, we're going to be back. Well, they, and they're we'll getting back. it Wednesday. You know, they're getting yeah. it Wednesday morning. So, yes. you know, we, we we pull in the night shift for you guys so y'all could oh, wake up in the morning and, and, and go ahead and listen, <laughs> listen to us during the rush hour. Absolutely. So we'll be back for Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll preview the upcoming game against the Commanders. If you guys don't know, Cordell is a Commanders fan. I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, Commanders fan covering Baltimore Ravens yeah. uh, football. It's going to be a busy weekend. He's for very me. objective about it, and I appreciate that about him. So we will talk about the the pre gaming situation for the Ravens and Commanders. Are you going to the game? I will. Okay, you'll be there. Okay, so we'll talk about what we expect to see um, and who we expect to to shine because mm-hmm. literally you're down to the wire now. Yeah. Cuts are coming literally next week so there's some guys that's gonna have to do a whole lot just to make sure that they stay on this roster come August 30th and we will talk about that on the next episode thanks so much guys for listening to Winning Ride